Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Hmm, blesses everyone. Thanks for joining with me. I'm Dale. Uh, we better jump in because this is sort of an extended thing, and I want to get it all in today if we can. This is Revelation 13. We've seen a dragon on the shore. We've seen a beast that came up out of the sea and all the various things that occurred in the first part of Revelation 13. Now in verse 11, watch this. Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth. So we had a beast that came out of the sea. Then we had a beast that's now coming up out of the earth. This beast... He had two horns like a lamb, and he spoke as a dragon. So that's sort of self-explanatory, right? He looked sort of non-threatening, two horns like a lamb, but he spoke like a dragon. Verse 12, he exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence. So the second beast has all the authority of the first beast, even when he's around the first beast. The first beast has all the authority of the dragon, Satan is the dragon. We saw that in Revelation 12. Has given the authority to the first beast. Now the second beast has this authority. Verse 12 again. And he makes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast whose fatal wound was healed. So this second beast makes all the world worship the first beast. Well, how does he do that? Well, I think the next verses give us a little insight. And, and these are going to be things that you've heard elements of before, but perhaps you haven't heard it within the context of just reading the passage itself. Verse 13, he, that's the second beast, performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down out of heaven to the earth in the presence of men. So the second beast will do great signs, will do great signs and wonders. He can actually cause heaven to come down, a fire to come down out of heaven in front of men. Now, this is going to take place at the same time that the two witnesses of God are upon the earth. So there's some interesting things going on. Verse 14, and he deceives, again, the second beast. He deceives those who dwell on the earth. Remember how we saw in the last episode, those who dwell on the earth will worship the dragon and will worship the beast. And the ones who dwell on the earth are the ones whose names have not been written in the land book of life. So those who dwell on the earth, he deceives them because of the signs which was given to him to perform in the presence of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who had the wound of the sword and has come to the life. So we learn a little bit more about that first beast and the wound that he had is a wound of a sword. That means it's, it's a, not necessarily a sword per se, but that's fine. It's a wound of a weapon. Let's put it that way. It wasn't a natural death, okay? Now we learn something else. that They are told, the second beast is told all those who dwell on the earth to make an image. They are instructed to make an image to the beast. Not necessarily an image of the beast, but an image to the beast, an idol to the beast. Now watch this, verse 15. And it was given to him, the second beast, to give breath to the image of the beast so that the image would even speak and cause as many as do not worship the image of the beast to be killed. So 
this beast, the second beast, is telling all those who dwell upon the earth, you need to make an image. And this idea being, this is like a handmade image. This is something that you make. This is an idol. And then this second beast breathes life into this image to such a degree to where if the image is somewhere and it discerns that someone is not worshiping the beast, then it will cause them to be killed. And people say, well, how in the world could that happen? What could happen actually in several ways? Personally, at this point in time, in my understanding, I think that these images will just be indwelt with demons and that these demons will be able to communicate with this beast and let people and let the, the beast and the demonic powers that be know when someone refuses to worship. Now, verse 16, we've got a couple more verses here. And he causes all, the small and the great, the rich and the poor, the free men and the slaves, to be given a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. And he provides that no one will be able to buy or to sell except the one who has the mark, either the name of the beast or the number of his name. And you go, oh, I've heard about that before, the mark of the beast. Yeah. Well, it's really uh, the mark of the second beast, though is in worshiping the first beast. So I know what you mean by that. There's going to be such power with this that all those who dwell on the earth will receive this mark, though they will be forewarned. We'll see that later. Verse 18, the last verse of this chapter. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast. For the number is that of a man, and his number is 666. Now, I dare say that most of us are familiar with what's colloquially called the mark of the beast, that 666. There's really more to it than that. Quite often, people get so distracted in trying to, to figure out who it is, et cetera, et cetera. The scripture right here starts off with this verse and says, here is wisdom. This knowledge is wisdom. Okay, knowing this will bring forth wisdom. Then it says this, let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast. Apparently, we will be able to calculate the number of the beast. Apparently, we will have understanding because he says, here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding. This will not be understanding of the flesh. This will not be understanding of the soul. This will not be understanding of man. This will be understanding, revelation, enlightenment, illumination of the spirit. But he tells us that is the number of the beast and the number is that of a man. So there's some relationship between the number and a man. You know, quite often we just focus on the number for the number is that of a man. There will be wisdom. There will be understanding. The body of Christ will be able to discern. Do we know what it is at this point in time? I don't think we do at the moment. But when we do need to know, we will know because of the understanding and the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. But then he gives, the number is 666. I think we do well to be aware, okay, to be aware of that number. It, it doesn't mean that you get distracted by it. I know some people, they get so, if, if, uh, if they're buying something, the total comes to 666, they freak out. They'll pay 667. No, no, not that kind of fear. But there are some things that you can point to that have the number 666. 
Some are not necessarily the number of a man, not the number of man, but a number of a man. But there are some that we do well just to keep our eye on. I'm not going to get into details of them right now because I, I don't think there's something that's worthy of looking at in, in this type of forum. But there are some things that we can pay attention to. The primary thing, though, is to make sure that we keep our eyes and our focus upon the Most High God, not what's happening here on earth. He gives us this, these type of insights for wisdom, for understanding, to where we can know what the number of the man is. Okay? He's just simply letting us know this is what this beast is going to do to cause all small, great, rich, poor, free men, slaves to worship, to worship the beast. As Jesus has said, I've told you before, you've been forewarned, right? Thank you so much for being with me. I'm Dale. I'll see you again next time, okay?